Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. This is Deb McBride, and I am broadcasting from lovely Escazú, Costa Rica, on the 12th of December, 2021, 12-12-21. And uh, we have a lot to cover because a lot's going on, but I'm going to discuss yesterday's Venus-Pluto conjunction because that has set off now a trail of events that we are going to be involved with over these next weeks and months as Venus goes retrograde and Pluto and Venus meet up three times. Now, I talked a lot about this last week and I've been talking about it for quite a while now, but um, now we're in it. And now because we're in it, I have a very clear vision of what this is about for us because sometimes we don't know it until it's upon us. And I can tell you that I have a strong sense of what it is about for me, or I have a very clear knowledge of what I need to work on during this time. And each of us needs to work on something because something from our subconscious or unconscious has visited with us probably already. And it is telling us, hi, I need to be worked on. I need this healing needs to occur in order for us to go forward. It's probably something deep and probably something buried back into the recesses of our mind because that's where Pluto likes us to go. Pluto wants us to go deep, deep within to connect whatever it is to our life and clear it out for once and for all. And if this is probably a long-standing issue for each of us because Venus is going to pass Pluto three times. It's not like once and, oh, I got to work that out and you do a little dance and you work it out. Um, this is a deep connection to our history, our past, maybe our generational lineage. And even if it's not right on one of your planets, and it's not right on one of my planets, um, but it does affect some of my planets. Um, it is at 25 degrees of Capricorn. And that is a place where each of us has in our zodiac, in our, in our horoscope. And we need to connect with that 25 degrees of Capricorn, um, wherever it lands in our horoscope, and how we are uh, connecting this to the Venus Pluto. Venus being love, beauty, art, aesthetic, uh, relationships, money. Okay. Relationships and money. We could just call it that. And our relationship to money and what it feels like, um, to be in relationships with people. And it could be friendships. It doesn't need to be, you know, an intimate uh, thing. It could be a relationship that is, you know, friendship or parental or familial in some way, colleague. And the hard part about this is facing our own demons because Pluto brings them up for us to see. And there may be a long-standing old pattern that you have in your life and it has bugged you and bugged you time and again. And it may have come up yesterday. I know it did for me and I got it very clearly. And I also had some help in my life from a friend who was able to illuminate what was going on for me. And so I know the pattern very well, and I know what I need to work on in these next days and weeks and months. And so I hope without harming you, you got the same revelation. But this is, this is a real old issue. Because when something needs to be worked out three times, like we're, we're, we're working through the layers of it, and it does not mean that we are, um, you know, 
like going to be free of it after the first time, after yesterday. Ah, oh, we're free. It's good. It's all good. It's not. The next several times have layers of going deeper, especially the retrograde point on Christmas Day. Venus is very much in her, um, you know, retrograde at that point. And uh, it really gives us a very strong sense of, um, you know, uh, working something out and going deep, 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 deep in. That's what, that's what the retrograde does. So because this is a Pluto-Venus with a Venus retrograde, it's much more compounded. You know, this isn't any old Venus retrograde, and it isn't any old, like, passage of Venus over Pluto. We've got some very deep issues to work through and to work out. And But we're going to come out on the other side of this healed, clear, um, freer, healthier, emotionally healthier, and it's important to connect with what is stopping us and what that issue is because if we go deep within, we can understand it. Now, maybe something happened for you yesterday. Things happened for me and things were um, not promising until I realized what was really going on and where, where this, my act needed to be cleaned up in my own life. And that we each have to take responsibility for our own emotional stuff. Because if it came up and you ignored it, it's going to keep coming up, especially in these next weeks and months, okay? It's going to come up again. And if you feel like you didn't get the message, I heard the message loud and clear. If you feel like you didn't understand or it didn't come or maybe it has yet to come, um, it will. <laughs> Maybe it'll come tomorrow. Maybe it came today. Maybe it came Friday. But there's there's a quality to this that is unmistakable. Okay, there. It's not like we can all avoid it and just go la oh, la di da. I don't know. No 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 no. This is this is a deep clearing of something deeply emotional, old pattern, and it's so important because if we don't clear it. We project it onto others. So the only way, maybe the first time you got it, is that it, it's projected out and it's into your life and into your world. And if you say, why are people doing this? Why are they treating me like this? Why is someone um, like talking to me this way? Or why are, why are the circumstances of my life behaving this way? What is going on? Could be anywhere. Could be love. Could be money. Could be relationships. Could be anything. Okay? Um, could be self. What? What? is the pattern. What does it, where are the, where are the chimes ringing? Where are the reverberations from the inside of your core coming out? Because the inside of your core has the answer and it's an old issue and it wants, it wants to be healed. And you know, this is what Pluto does. It brings up all the junk from our subconscious so we can actually heal it. And it, um, gives us the opportunity to purge old patterns. So this is really important for each and every one of us. Um, I encourage you to do your emotional homework, to journal, to work this through, however you are used to working through stuff. Recognizing and becoming conscious of it is very, very appropriate and good, okay? And if you are having, like, uh, what I've realized is two separate things really were joined as one. And I realized that these other, these like two individual circumstances from my history 
uh, were connected. And I didn't realize they were connected. So now I know they were connected, but I know what the issue is and where it's coming from. So may you have the same enlightenment. May you have the same ideas. May you have the same experience for your, for your own life. And may you be uh, able to work this through. If um, nothing happened, I'd be surprised. Maybe it's yet to happen. And um, look for the hints in your life. I'm a Venus-Pluto person. I have an opposition. So it's going to ring chimes for me louder than other people and more immediately than other people. Um, if you are into Venus-Pluto person, if Venus and Pluto don't talk to each other at all in your chart in any way, shape, or form, then maybe you don't have the looming feeling of working something through the way the rest of us Venus Pluto people do. But if you something probably happened somewhere along the line, it just depends on the nature of your chart and your life and what you do and how this surfaced. So for you it may be something different. It you know, it maybe it wasn't such a an obvious thing. Maybe it was something a little less dramatic but venus pluto is high drama man it it's it's just high drama and it's a situation that people look at and go why is this so dramatic why is that why are you upset about this don't what, what are you upset about what what it's not a big deal it isn't a big deal in the long term but in the immediacy it's very it's very emotional and it can be dark and i don't mean dark like people are going to you know come out of the 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 back alleys and hit you over the head. It could be, it's more like your own subconscious is going to come out of the back alley and hit you over the head. <laughs> and, you know, healing takes time as we know, and healing is uncomfortable. I've said it before. And this is uncomfortable. Venus and Pluto are not comfortable, even though it's a conjunction. It's a conjunction. It's a blending of the energy. It's uncomfortable. Work with it own it, get connected to whatever's happening, whatever is happening for you is important to, um, you know, acknowledge and own. What you don't own gets projected out to others. Somebody's going to show up and give it to you. Somebody in your environment is going to show up and give it to you. And they're going to give you the gift, if you want to call it that, um, give you the gift of enlightenment and awareness of your own stuff. So while I was given the gift of enlightenment and awareness of my own stuff, because I'm certainly, I got lots of stuff, um, I think that, you know, it was, it was a, for me, a slap in the face. It was a real slap in the face. So um, it may have felt unfair. Um, mine certainly felt unfair and, and sort of un, unequal to what it really was. But this is nature of Venus-Pluto. It is dramatic. So it appeared dramatic. If it hits at your core, that's what you, where you need to go. Go into that core and work it through. Work with yourself. Connect to divine principle. Connect to your heart. Connect to love. And connect to what the deeper you go into love. Remember, this is Venus and Pluto. Venus is about love. Pluto is about depth. The deeper you go into unconditional love, the better off you're going to be to solve this, okay? And to send unconditional love to the situation, whatever it may be. So that's my Venus-Pluto piece. I may come back a little later in this podcast, but we're going to move on for now. What I'm telling you is things are 
um, complicated and we all need to do some homework, emotional homework. Okay, moving right along. Uh, the sun Neptune yesterday that was a square did not help. Even though where I live, it's the wee hours of the morning today, it did not help. It confused matters. And, you know, there was, there was a lot of confusion. So causing the issues. Okay. Meanwhile, um, tomorrow is Monday the 13th and two planets change sign tomorrow. Mars goes into Sagittarius in like, you know, uh, 5 a.m. or so, a little before 5 a.m. in Eastern time. And that's exciting because it's Mars, a fiery planet in um, Sagittarius, a fire sign. And there's something to be said for this. So it's been, Mars has been at 29 Scorpio and that's a critical degree in the horoscope because 29 Scorpio, anything at 29 degrees, as I've mentioned before, is the like the deepest, deepest essence of the sign. So Mars rules Scorpio, or it's the traditional ruler of Scorpio, and it gives us a deep sense of, you know, that scorpionic energy. That's why things, you know, coupled with a Venus Pluto, whoo, this was hot. This was hot. Now, what's going to happen over the next few days is, yes, Mars is going to go into Sagittarius tomorrow. Do we have other planets in Sagittarius? Yes. Um, the sun, for one, and Mercury right now. But Mercury is the other planet that's going to change signs. So let's, like, review this a bit. Mercury's going to go into Capricorn. Um, so tomorrow at this time, we're going to have two planets having changed signs. We're going to get back to Mercury in a moment. So as one leaves Sagittarius, that would be Mercury, Mars is coming in. But the south node is in Sagittarius. It's one degree of Sagittarius, a degree and a half. And by the time we get to Tuesday, and especially Wednesday, Mars is going to be on the south node. And that is another hot aspect. Okay. It's not just, you know, Mercury whizzing by the South node. It's like, we've got Tuesday and Wednesday, Mars is at the South node. And when Mars and Mars is at the South node, Mars is very, um, very hot. And it means that, you know, the South node, as I've discussed before, it means that, you know, that's sort of the vortex and we can go down the rabbit hole. And with Mars there, oh my goodness, we might go down the rabbit hole of anger. And anger, like, sometimes knows no bounds. It's just like down the rabbit hole of anger, and you just keep going, and you're spinning, and you're spinning, and you're spinning. And coupled with Venus-Pluto having happened, coupled with the confusion of the sun square Neptune, a lot of this is, um, you know, really uh, a bit treacherous, okay? Now, I don't like to use words like treacherous, but I think in this respect, it's like walking on ice. You know when you have to walk on ice and you have to walk really, really slowly? Or, you know, they usually say walking on eggshells. Yeah, maybe it's like walking on eggshells. You've got to be very, very careful. You don't crack anything. But um, it's really like you have to cross an icy street and you need to be really, really cautious and careful about not slipping. And that's what this is like because you can get really down the rabbit hole if you allow yourself. It is very, very important to watch your steps, watch your temper, watch your anger, watch what's happening to you that is, uh, you know, 
could be a snowball after, and there we go again, ice, snowballs. Um, it could be a snowball after all of this Venus-Pluto. If something triggered you the other day, it could get into a deeper situation. So mind your business, mind your P's and Q's, as they used to say, keep your head down and work, and don't allow yourself to get pulled into drama. And that's the most important thing, to not get pulled into drama right now. It could be high drama. It could be a very um, bizarre and dramatic situation, and you're like, how the hell did I get here? But Mars on the south node could just let us spin out of control in our anger. And you just, you just need to not go there. You need to not go there. You need to take the high road, and you need to just stay in your own business and not get involved in other people's stuff and problems and things. You know, I'm not saying don't help people, but I'm saying don't, I try to avoid any sort of blame for anything. Um, you know, if you're me, like me, you thought you were doing a good thing and then you got blamed for something. So um, you can't help that what happened, people react the way they do. So people might be very reactive in these next few days, Tuesday, Wednesday. Let's try to not have reactivity in our own world, in our life. If you already know there's a hot situation, stay away from it. Don't go back for more. Don't go back to say, oh, and by the way, this. Don't. <laughs> Just mind your business. Work on your work. Mars on the south node could be really good exercise. You know, Mars is always good. It's fun fire. It's good to, you know, get into the exercise routine. Don't hurt yourself. Don't overextend yourself or stretch too much or anything. But, you know, Mars on the south node, a good use of the energy is exercise. And I think that's a great use of Mars energy. And, you know, I like that Mars has gone into Sag. It's good there. You know, it's not like it's um, suffocated someplace. It's good and sad. So let these few days pass, keep moving, do what you need to do. And, you know, and when I say do what you need to do, like get your work done, stay focused on the, the right things in your life. And don't, don't extend yourself too much to situations that could be volatile. Okay. It doesn't mean anything's going to really, it doesn't, you know, some people, this will just pass and it'll be nothing. If you are a person who has Mars on the south node and you live with this every day, this is going to ring chimes for you. And you are going to feel like, you know, your temper might flare up. The thing we want to avoid this week is tempers flaring up, okay? Um, it's a complicated place for Mars. It's really a place where we don't want to um, light a match, okay? So... Anything could be misconstrued right now. Anything between Venus, Pluto, because Venus and Pluto are not separating. They're together. So anything could be, um, you know, set off in a moment's notice. And you, you know, you don't even know how you got there. Mercury goes into Capricorn. Mercury goes into Capricorn about one o'clock in the afternoon Eastern time tomorrow the 13th. And Mercury in Capricorn is reasonable. Mercury in Capricorn keeps its head. Mercury in Capricorn is focused. It does its work. It makes sure that everything gets done uh, in order. And it's, you know, it's very grounded. And it doesn't allow you know, itself to lose its head. So that's going to help us a lot, Mercury going into Capricorn. And, you know, it is a really important thing to just stay grounded in these next few days. Um, giving into emotions and heat and, and 
turmoil and drama, not helpful, not helpful. Mercury is going to keep us, you know, in a situation where we are, you know, doing our business and getting our work done. Um, it's a very, uh, I, I think Mercury in Capricorn is very good because it's a very supportive, structured Mercury. Our thoughts are clear. Our thoughts are not like wild all over the place. We're just trying to remain focused. And, you know, we're in mid-December now. We're going into mid-December. And, you know, if you got shopping to do for holidays, if you got organizing to do for holidays, if you're someone that has, you know, a business and you need to do your year-end finances, you know, this is good. This is really good. Mercury um, in Capricorn is going to help with all of those things. It's steady Eddie, you know. And it's going to give us some backbone as opposed to all this fire that is flying around. Now, we do need fire. We didn't have any fire in the sky. Remember a few weeks ago, we had no fire. Now we have all sorts of fire. Um, and there's a balance of elements. There's water. There's fire. There's certainly a lot of earth. And there's air. And it's good to have a balance of the four elements. Right now... Um, as I look at this, you know, the moon is in Aries. So that's inflammatory as well. <laughs> and the moon's been in Aries since yesterday. And yeah, it's been a little inflammatory. And so the moon will move out of Aries um, by the time we get to Mars going over the south node, but the moon's going to be in Taurus and it's going to be on Uranus. So, hmm, lots of inflammatory aspects coming up. Um, but I'm telling you, this is all avoidable. You don't need to indulge. And it's a test and it's a lesson for each of us to work with our own stuff. You know, if your demons are seeping through because of Venus Pluto, you don't want to start yelling and, and pointing fingers at people because the, the moon is on Uranus, which is volatile, and Mars is on the south node, which can be volatile. You want to, the moon comes to Uranus every month. We don't necessarily lose our cool every month, right? It's just that we've got a certain amount of like, you know, Mars to south node and, you know, Venus to Pluto that are creating a little bit of stress for us. Now, we want to get things done. We want to keep our nose to the grindstone. Um, you know, as the moon enters into Taurus this week and goes to Uranus and all, it's actually going to give us some, you know, feet on the ground. Okay. So that's actually good. With Mercury and Capricorn, we got a lot of Earth coming this week. You know, on Tuesday, we're going to have Moon, Uranus, Venus, Pluto, and Mercury. That's five planets in Earth. We should be able to, you know, keep it cool and not allow ourselves to get swayed by emotions. Earth people are very practical. And, you know, we've got Saturn and Jupiter in air. That means, you know, we know how to keep our head, our brains on track. And, you know, if people continue to needle you, you know, maybe it's good to go for a long walk, take a, a, a little... Um, you know, trip around the block. Um, I don't know if anybody's taking vacation right now. If you want to take a vacation, do that. 
Okay, the other thing that happens this week is that we have a full moon on Saturday the 18th. It's a Gemini full moon at 27 degrees Gemini, which means the sun will be at 27 degrees Sagittarius. This is the first full moon since last month. Obviously, we only have, usually only have one full moon a month. However, two weeks ago, we had a new moon and it was an eclipse. And this full moon should end the eclipse period. Okay, now, what does that mean? It means the emotions and the things that are hanging in the air since the eclipses will kick out, will get resolved, will move on. And, you know, this is good. This means that the less stuff hanging in the air from the eclipses, the better we're going to feel. This full moon occurs Eastern time, 1136 p.m. And you know, it's okay. It means that we're moving out of the eclipse period. The next day, the 19th, which is Sunday, the next time we meet here on this podcast, Venus will go retrograde at 5.36 a.m. Eastern time and Chiron will go direct at 11.33 a.m. That to me is something interesting. Now, they're not really in aspect because Chiron's in early, you know, mid Aries. Um, but and Venus is in Capricorn, but this is really something where I think it's important to pay attention when two planets make direction moves at the same time. Um, Chiron's going direct. Chiron is where we feel wounded. And everybody has wounds. You know, everybody has some wound, emotional wound, etc. Um, Chiron is in Aries, so it's moving forward um, in Aries, and it may tip off Venus, who's going to tell us to go within. And Chiron says, hey, I just came back from the retrograde. Here's a piece of information for you to go heal and work on. Like, go do this. And that's good information. You know, maybe Chiron coming forward really helps us and allows us to see very clearly all this subconscious stuff. You know, the planets work together, even though they're not in like aspect to each other. The shifting and the movement of each of them and their cycles gives us and allows us some good information. Um, and we all need to be aware of our wounds. They help us heal. Um, and we have to kind of, you know, send an ounce of gratitude to them because without them, we don't move forward in life. You know, we don't clear things up and, and move forward. So, um, in the meantime, so this is a, this is a lot of stuff to deal with this week. We've got, you know, we're still hanging with Venus and Pluto. We are getting Mars and Sag going to go to the south node. We're dealing with Mercury going into Capricorn, helping us ground. Chiron's going to go direct. Venus is going to go retrograde. And in between, you know, we have our regular moon cycle. So right now the moon's in Aries, like I said, stays in Aries, goes to Taurus on the Tuesday, the 14th at 3.11 a.m. Eastern time. It will have voided the night before, so we're not worried about like running into voids during the day. It's going to stay in Taurus Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. It goes void at 11.08 a.m. Eastern Time, and then it goes into Gemini, 3.43 p.m. Thursday the 16th. And Friday the 17th, it's going to stay in Gemini. Saturday, uh, it goes void um, very wee hours of the morning, Sunday, Eastern Time, 10.02 p.m., Pacific time. So it's like 1.02 a.m. Sunday morning. So it's going to be in Gemini, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and the full moon occurs obviously at 11.36 p.m. Saturday night, Eastern time. 
And that's about it. That's our week. Enough, enough. We have a lot to ponder. We have a lot to work on. I encourage people to do their emotional homework. I encourage people to tune into my Instagram because I give astrological updates regularly during the week. It's The Golden Astrologer. My website is thegoldenastrologer.com if you'd like a session during this incredibly interesting, fascinating, deep time. And it's thegoldenastrologer.com. You just go book online. My Twitter's at devastrology and my... um, podcast happens every Sunday. And I also do uh, fifth dimension Reiki. So if you're interested in that, you can contact me, you know, through one of the social medias or at my website, info at the and connect with me about what that is and how that can help you. Um, so on that note, I thank you all for listening. I offer much gratitude to you for being a part of my podcast. And also, um, thank you so much for the Instagram love. In the last couple of weeks, I have not only reached 400 followers, but it's about 430 now. And it's really a surprise how much it's growing. And I thank each and every one of you who've made that possible. So, you know, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Much gratitude, much love to everyone. I'm going to go do my emotional homework and I hope you're doing yours too. So have a great week and much love to everyone. Thank you for listening.